Hi, welcome back to part two of a very special mini-sode of the Legends of Next Week. Where so we we've got cry. two new guests popping in. So why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, I am V, and this is Berard and Crochet Berard, which you can't see, but they're here with me. <laughs> um, I'm Marissa, and I would show my Crochet Ray, but again, he will not be seen, but I have a little Crochet Ray so as well. So for showing off our little babies this episode we should talk about like actually the art side of legends fandom because i have to say besides like our flags meets death fandom uh, we probably have one of the best artists fandom yeah the the artwork in legends fandom is is insane it's so good and it's so varied as well from obviously the crochet to the bears to the pops to the art the traditional art as well it's so varied and it's so impressive it's it's amazing to see what people can do okay so what was the first piece of like fan art you saw i'm gonna guess rotom but (laughs) yeah i oh no i tell like probably be some of the lord mesa stuff um yes back in like season one kind of thing the lord mesa stuff that was around quite a lot was the first stuff i saw um but in recent years, probably the Rotom stuff is the most well-known, well-known art in the fandom, I think. Uh, mm. uh, what was the first piece of art you created because of Legends, though? <laughs> um, that would be my first Funko Pop. Um, that would be Gary, who I was inspired by the lovely Fran and the uh, Funko group to create. Uh, so he would be the first piece of art I've made and I haven't stopped. I know Marissa actually drew something too. What was she- oh, um, I have, I'm sort of mediocre at like digital wow. art. Well, I'll like, um, take like a picture or something like that and like trace over it and do that kind of like stylized digital art without the um typically without a lot of the facial features and and such uh, mouths are really hard but it is what it is um but I actually when you asked about the first piece of fan art you saw I immediately knew what it was and it was because I was on Pinterest um the first night that I was like ooh, this show is for me I was up until 4 30 in the morning no joke just kind of down different rabbit holes and the first piece of fan art that I really saw was um this like dark adam fan wow. art on pinterest nice. by someone named, who did like, that Ooh. kate underscore unicorn I have no wow. idea this was back in like 2018 I genuinely don't know I think what originally happened was that um Brandon Routh had shared it to Instagram and then it ended up getting populated around yeah. Pinterest and that's how I found it. But that was like the first piece of fan art I'd seen. It was so cute. It, um, it is cute. And, you know, I've done, you know, a lot of the characters in my mediocre digital art um, over the years on my iPad, but um, I'm very much more of an admirer than I am a contributing artist fran what was your because i know you also do funko pops and you do the jackets yeah what was your first one um my first ever jacket like the first ever art i ever did was a jacket and it was my zari 2.0 jacket when that is a gorgeous that, one. That is such a cool when the design very first got leaked i looked it and i was like i want that on the jacket i guess i'm gonna have to do it myself then <laughs> like, <laughs> used a bowl and a shitload it's... of gold paint. no it, no that one's gorgeous I have uh, that one's so nice I'll, I'll admit my fr- I, f- I still forget if my first one was the Bebo or John and I just don't remember which came first the chicken or the egg I think it was <laughs> the John though it was definitely the John doll that I gave Matt Ryan I think and that was like it was literally because I was like John Matt Ryan's gonna be at Dragon Con and my friend's going I need to get a doll to him and that started yeah. the ball rolling are you ever going to make them anatomically correct? Oh my God. No, Abby, please. no, 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 I'm not. Favorite catchphrase, Abby, no. Abby, no. You know what? After a certain person did mention that I should, I did look at it. You can't. It's just not possible. I was just going to say, you know, sort of a, um, 
you know, a special edition model of it. Just you know, I, <laughs> I'm like, I think the first what was um I, I'm gonna get hey Grace. <laughs> uh, does anybody always what was your first bear? We're talking about art. So what was your first bear? Um my first bear was a Zari one. <laughs> to no one's surprise. Oh no, but it's so nice. I like I love that. I love that. So we have artists. I it's again I'll say like parallel you have Jade and her her art is gorgeous. I mean that 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 green ship one is on my wall it is it's stunning. I, I just I'm always impressed by people who can draw because I cannot. So her art is gorgeous. Um Katie, who came in um, saying she was inspired by me, which I'm like, no, nobody should ever, went and crocheted and learned how to crochet in like two weeks and literally went with it. I I'm impressed by that girl to no end because I'm like, you should have said my first thing. Not that. <laughs> not that. And uh, we have Flora, who's not here, who also does gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous um, oh digital goodness, yes. art digital art she did uh gary with a gary jr that is my favorite thing ever i love ever. that i know ever it's like and kate draws but i don't know oh, have you ever she drew her logo you drew her logo she does draw since we have two new guests uh you could say your favorite characters and what they mean to you actually because we went through ours already it's it's such a difficult one because at different times different characters have kind of come along and um because I've been watching the show since since it started and I joined the show because of uh Snart uh, because I'd fallen in love with him on the flash and I followed him to legends and at that time I was in a really really shitty place I was depressed everything was horrible I was in a horrible work environment and um sort of I think his anger in a way kind of helped me to cope at that time but also the fact that there was this there was more to it it was you know he was angry because of his situation it wasn't just who he was that I don't know that kind of that kind of resonated quite a lot with me at the time um, and then as the seasons have gone on, it's obviously reached the point where there's been John, who I've always been a big fan of. Um, and again, it comes down to the, you know, I just drink a lot to forget my feelings and try and push people away and avoid talking to anyone. She says, grabbing her drink. Um, <laughs> and then Gary comes along and Gary changed so much for me, kind of, um, he was a big, a big inspiration in a lot of ways, kind of letting me see that it was okay to not fit in properly. It was okay to be the weird, like the weird bisexual person. Um, because for so long, we've seen people who have to be the cool bisexuals and the cool queer characters. And for Gary to be the complete opposite, and to to be like every bisexual I've ever met, just a complete disaster. That's awesome. <laughs> that was really nice to see. Um, and on a, on a more personal note, uh, there was an episode in season four where yeah, with um, where someone, well, Nate mentions high school, and Gary completely blanks out for a second, and then comes back and says that it's a trigger word. And I've never seen an adult character still struggling with what happened in their past who wasn't played as a bad person or someone who should just get over it. And that that was a really big thing for me at that point. And then obviously, as I'm sat here now cuddling, cuddling two different Berards made by my wonderful friends, um, Berard just came along and... I, just I did not expect him uh, to affect me in the way he did the the fact that he had this positive attitude it sort of was inspiring in a way that you know because I'm not positive I think a lot of people can tell you now that I'm very grumpy um, but Berard sort of inspired me to be a little brighter a little more cheerful but also sort of his issues with his family and being kind of in the background and being 
second best to a lot of people, second best to his sister. That's something that I've always been able to resonate with because that's something that happened like my entire life as well. I've always been the the second best child despite being the eldest. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of different characters across the whole series have been so important to me. And I think that's why the show itself has been so special in that, you know, even if my favourite characters find their happiness, there's someone else there who I can relate to, who I can rely on, who's there for me to project on in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I love them all. I really do. (laughs) Okay. So I promise I will not spend the entire time talking about Nora Dark. I promise. There are other characters. Um, (laughs) I told you, you haven't found Nora Dark fan. It's fine. (laughs) But um, so I got into the show back in 2018 over Thanksgiving break. And I um, was like a new college grad, just kind of, you know, a little lost and found a TV show to latch yourself onto. I'd originally watched Arrow when it first came out and there were too many canon divergences for me to like actually enjoy the show. So I stopped watching after season two, but I was like, I wonder what like this universe is up to because I had always enjoyed DC comics as a kid and wanting to just kind of give the whole universe a shot since it had gotten so expansive. And when I was in high school, I was really into Doctor Who and I had vaguely remembered when the show started, it was like, you know, all over Tumblr. Oh my gosh, Arthur Darville has a new show and it's on the CW, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't really pay any attention to it. Um, so I just kind of went on with my life and then I decided to like binge watch a lot of kind of like the crossover, like jumping off points, like that episode of the flash i think with you know carter and kendra that's kind of like a backdoor pilot ish yeah um and then (laughs) um so i watched that and then i was kind of like okay like let me see what like this show is because i feel like i don't have to go back and catch up on every single episode of every other Arrowverse show to necessarily enjoy this show which was legends um and then I skipped around a little bit and was really vibing with the season three episodes. Um, I really think that that's kind of when the show hit its stride anyway. Um, Now looking back and having seen all of it. um, So I was really enjoying it. And uh, I started kind of latching on to just like the story at first and you know, Ray very quickly became one of my favorite characters because um, he's just this like big golden retriever, sunshine, definitely like the type that I go for in men romantically. So I latched onto that. Um, everyone pretend to be shocked. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm um, a thousand times. I'm really sorry, Mary. And, you know, the, we get to the end of season three and we have one of the best season finales that the show has had. And I just remember watching this big, giant, fluffy thing defeat a time demon by hugging it to death. And I was like, (laughs) okay, this wacky show is for me. This is pure chaos. And I had kind of followed, you know, um, Nora Dark's story arc that season. And I knew who Damien Dark was. And just from like the comics and then I found out that Brandon and Courtney were married in real life I was like okay well they're obviously going to end up together I don't know what's going on here but No Country for Old Dads became like one of my favorite episodes period and I really think it was like a really good shift in the show in that season as well and so then I kind of started like latching onto this like short grumpy brunette um which is typically what we'll go for in any fandom that I'm in. Um, have, you know, self-roasted myself on TikTok several times admitting that. And I, you know, I think by the time that we were watching, we were like the mid-season four. The, yeah, the mid-season finale for season four it was one of the first episodes that I watched live. Um, with like my friends at the time and 
they were kind of like, this is kind of wacky for you to jump in um, and watch. And I watched the beginning of season four on Hulu because they had, you know, so many of like the first like recently aired episodes. And of course, I loved the episode where um, Ray literally shrinks himself down into a love note and (laughs) Mona like you know basically facilitates the whole thing because she's a rampant shipper and then they get stuck in um the cell her and Ava and Mona do and it's just like first book club yeah the first yeah that was the first book club it was so cute I wish that they had done more with book club really I love that we got to see a little extra tidbit of book club when Nora's like sitting there and Ava says something to the effect where she ends up talking about like a house hunters marathon and which is just like an HGTV show where people have ridiculous budgets because they have no realistic expectations on these shows and want very specific houses in a very specific area and it's just kind of like a goofy show to have on in the background and you know like jokingly judge people's choices and decor and houses and all that kind of stuff and you know Nora's sitting there like eating birthday cake and is talking about like you know how that normalcy would be so great and how much she loved that and you kind of see how Mona and Ava realized that they were taking that normalcy for granted and we get to slay anything oh which god that's I, such a good episode yeah it's it is oh, so episode. I I am not a horror movie type person. I do not enjoy them. I, I That is where V and I are very, very different, despite how close we are. Uh, I do not enjoy the horror genre. I The way my anxiety process is, is it does not get healthily exercised through horror. It's quite the opposite. It just amps it up. So for how gory that episode can kind of be, it's so funny that it's one of my favorites. Um, But you see just this incredible demonstration of Nora's growth in Slay Anything. And, you know, you get a lot of people really latch on to like the quote that she said, like, um, like being yourself is like something stronger than magic or something to that effect. But there was a different thing that she had said to Freddie which was dysfunction doesn't get to choose who you are, you do. And the whole time that she's talking about how her whole upbringing was just dysfunction and that she powered through that and wanted better for herself. And, you know, really up until like a couple of years prior was just kind of like riding through that and surviving and didn't know anything else and made this conscious decision to be better and do better. and. I loved that. I latched onto that and I have those words tattooed on my body and Courtney knows that <laughs> and has a picture of it. And, Honestly, my other- but Damien Dark is like my favorite villain and it really hardly has anything to do with Nora. Like I loved him in season two with the Legion of Doom. I thought he was so, I think he's just so funny. Like he's funny in the right way that I don't like like it doesn't make him more or less likable to me it just like it makes him like charismatic where it's like you love to hate him and there is no redemption arc for that man and I have no qualms with that at all I just enjoy the ride with him Mm -hmm. in a a way that I just haven't we've had such I, I feel like the only villain that wasn't, which they made him fun later, the only villain that wasn't fun was kind of like, again, was Vandal Savage. Savage until we had Hell Vandal Savage. And Hell Vandal Savage is like literally my favorite thing in the whole entire world because he's like, I've changed now because I spent like how many hours with Ray Power speaking about my feelings of how I am like an obsessive person over Kendra. I'm like, you should have realized this is season one, man. Season hey, one, it would never happen. That. I know, right? It's like, I just can't get over that. Like, okay, the fact that yeah. he spent all that time <laughs> and Ray's just like basically becoming a therapist. And by the time that Nora finds them, Vandal's like, hey! And she's like, what is happening? And then there's that amazing part where it's like, girl what girl like what girl are you talking about and Ray's like that is that is for later 
Um, <laughs> we just need to get out of here, don't we? I thought you were the one that's like, let's get out of here. And she's like, you're sleeping on the couch and we're talking about this later. Uh, so Mary. Oh, I was going to say, this is probably, this is the first time that Nora knows who Kendra is, is through Vandal Savage. That's funny. I, I said, yeah, when that literally. panel came out, for the comic and Nora's literally like rape power so in the dust. So sus. Is hilarious. It's she hilarious. is so sus. And it's like and that was and let's person. not get me started on the amazing friendship that could have been Gary and Berard. Like we yes. two sunshine Bear, boys Bear, Bear, on that Bear, show. Bear. We, were, we have wait, wait, <laughs> we had a taste of it in the train one. I know we keep forgetting the train one's thing. <laughs> Um, need for speed. Need well, for speed. The, we got um, it. We got the massage man. Yes, <laughs> that was that was uh, Shy's idea. Uh, I found out later. Um, that was actually his idea. Where he just like you know like that was like something that they came up like total like improv during a cut one I, my one time thing, and though, they kept ulti- it in. Yeah. Ultimately, my favorite thing is um, <laughs> Bar going after it, you hear Gideon's thing of his that pants is saturated his ass and he's like he does have a nice ass and you're like it's just no. there's lots of little moments between those two there's lots of hugs and there's a moment where um gary's talking to the legends as they're all trapped in the key and gary's talking the entire time and everyone's like well thanks that was really annoying and berad's like well i enjoyed hearing you talk to me and it's little things like that and i think my, that my been... favorite thing with those two though was um during the the ah the too legit to quit was like bard seeing his future and like gary's very verklempt at him seeing his future and he's like i'm so happy for you and it's just like I, I yeah, that's what I'm gonna be bummed about like season eight. I would have now with Nate gone, I feel like that would have been a friendship to evolve because Nate's not there. So you have that would have been so much fun. That would have been so much fun. I feel like it would have been the two, three idiot boys with Alan and um Bard and Gary would have been so much fun. Um and that's the thing. There's always been these these amazing friendships, I think, on Legends, which I think have always been just as important as the romantic relationships. Seeing the different the different dynamics between different people. Like Ava and Zari is a great friendship. Um, there's um I've actually forgotten every other character. Astra and Spooner, and Spooner as well is I think one of the most brilliant friendships I've seen on TV in a long time. Uh, the two weird girls getting to be the two weird girls getting to yes, have I love weird girls like that. It, it's almost an intense childhood friendship getting to live it now as adults. I think it's a really special friendship, and you know it. It is one of the best things I think Legends has done, that friendship, bringing it in because Lizeth and uh, Olivia became such good friends in real life as well. And focusing on the friendship (laughs) has been one of its strongest points because it means that there's something for everybody. There's a connection for everybody there, and I love that. Uh, For me, it's also the Gideon, uh, Gideon Astra relationship too. Mm -hmm. Like, I know she calls her... Mom, but it's just well, which technically she is, but it's just such a sweet thing because, like, I feel like Astra's like, This is a person I made, and I'm really worried about her. And then I love when Gary calls her out, and like, Why are you doing this? and he kind of hits the uh nail on the head there. I think the I know this was literally just two minutes ago, but I have the memory of a squirrel where you were talking about it's like this very intense, almost childhood like friendship between yeah. like Spooner and Astra and um not to be a pain monster but you have to think about the fact that both of those women had like literally their childhood stolen from them so yeah like you can totally see that the reason it's like that is because Legends gives us these moments of healing like our inner child yeah. so much and it's so representative and like Astra and Spooner where you just see these like sickest thieves friends that are like kind of similar in kind of the wrong ways they're both kind of hotheads but they love so fiercely and that is why it works 
Yeah. And it's just so nice. It was so nice to see that. I also love that they got to say I love you and it didn't have to be taken as anything other than like yes. the friendship it was it was just look I love you you're my best friend and that was a really special moment it didn't have to be anything other than that I, I mean if it, if it was obviously there's absolutely no issue there yeah. I wouldn't have any issue with it going down that route but I like that it was it wasn't I liked that it was sort of the platonic the sisterhood that side of things as well I really enjoy that I think that Berard knew Gary was an alien and I think that Gary accidentally revealed himself while Berard was high once or twice. I'm almost convinced of it. <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. Um, I wish we could have saw more of Mike. I mean, from that last ep- episode, we got Booster Gold finally and it was just such an iconic entrance and what makes me sad is we'll never get that story, but it's just such a great entrance for a character. Literally my favorite entrance of anybody. Yeah. I think it also ties into the way legends uses music, uh, which I think is something that was also really special about it. Obviously we've got these brilliant original songs, um, but the way that now I can't hear return of the map without thinking of Damien dark or the thong song without imagining that finale in swan thong and it's the same now with uh here comes a hot stepper it's you know it's changed the way i think about these songs that i grew up with and it it always manages to put a smile on my face and it shouldn't work but, but it because does. legends it was never afraid to lean into the absurd it works so beautifully and it it creates these iconic moments honestly i do i'll 10 times say this about legends i will enjoy they i i feel like somebody one of the writers had a love of musicals because since um it was martin sang uh the banana boat i think it was i love that was, no. shot that was yeah what, that was, yeah, that was yeah. Was the banana boat? is that what it's, it's called I, yeah deo i know yeah. since then though We've had like this thing where like we've had somebody who sang. We've had Victor, who obviously was on Broadway. We have Tala, who could sing. She was on Smash before Legends. We have Cheyenne, who also has a gorgeous voice. We have Amy. We have so many talented singers, and it's crazy. That like that just reminds me of that scene in Daddy Darkest where they're sitting in jitters and this like you know. 14 15 year old like Nora Dark they're playing heads up with Zari her and Rayar and um Oklahoma is the answer but instead of trying to describe the state with like tornadoes or something else and I am from the U.S. and I can't think of much else other than the musical associated with Oklahoma mm-hmm. so maybe that was a the natural reaction but they start singing a song from Oklahoma instead and Zari is like are y'all okay? But no, I was just going to say, I feel like the CW hires musical theater people because Jeremy Jordan over on Supergirl, Melissa Benoist over on Supergirl. Grust and Grant, uh, yeah. Yeah, Grant Gustin. And then like, and then Darren Chris was also. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Miantis on The Flash as well. Uh, Pied Piper. He's like musical theater royalty. Wentworth Miller also can sing. Jesse Jesse Martin. He got your star as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And even though he has we know Adam could sing because he did sing that great Gary and Gideon song. So they really have some and Matt can sing. I mean, it's just crazy that like how many people are so talented and can sing. And of course the lovely Eric who I, I'm sorry, Mr. Parker will always have a little place in my heart will, because will ever be thankful for his little Mr. Parker's basement and telling yeah, them. You know what? I have to say, out of every guest star, Eric has had our back through this whole thing, and we have to thank Eric profusely because he was on two episodes of Man, and he was fighting with us for the whole entire week, and after that, I mean. I I just wish we could have had more Mr. Parker 
for fun because I'm just waiting for him to do Mr. Parker's basement and bring each of the actors on to oh my God, finish that off would Legends be so themselves. Lovely to be honest, I would love this. Also, he needs to get together with the cowboy narrator, but that's a different story. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. I mean, even if even if it was just like a five minute thing where the characters got to tell us what was happening, I think that would be that would be such a sweet way to end it. It would be a sad way to end it that we never got the full season, but I think that would be preferable to some of the other alternatives that are I, out I, there. I, from what I wouldn't mind seeing um, in the same way that there was the Bebo special this year, which I still haven't seen. Well, oh, it's so cute. You have to see it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing an animated special to say goodbye as well. I think that would be, uh, that would fit quite well for Legends. A Mr. Parker frame story where he like, where he like intros it and he's like sitting in like an armchair with like, you know, a cigar or something like that. And he's like, let me tell you a story about some of my friends. And then it goes into like this animated special. And then he like closes it out and all that kind of stuff. I think that that would be so cute. And that would really work. And then that way too, they could bring people in the actors to like voice the characters because I like they already had a ball with that one episode where they accidentally get turned into like basically glorified Beauty and the Beast characters oh yes Um, (laughs) which was so cute and so they had that episode and it really was a lot of fun I think for the actors and it was a lot of fun for us as audience viewers so I think that would like work in a lot of ways for sure the only alt- uh, the only other acceptable alternative is a full episode of Puppets of Tomorrow. I think that's the yes. only other way to do yes. it. A thousand <laughs> times, yes. I my favorite story about those puppets is the one where um Nick Zerno came to set and he hadn't seen the Martin Stein puppet yet and he didn't know it was coming. He just knew there was going to be a therapy puppet. And Wentworth Miller went, "Have you seen it?" And Nick went, "Seen what?" And he went, "The puppet." And he went, "No." And he went. And then he waited until the cam was rolling and then he pulled the puppet up and Nick broke. He could not do the take. He had to shout at Wentworth, like, I can't do it. Wait, wait. And he needed like 10 minutes to calm down because Wentworth wouldn't show him the puppet until they were rolling and he pulled it out. I did not know that. that. Thank you for that information. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I don't know why one of my brands of humor is bullying Nick Zano, but it is. Um, but that is so funny. Wow, thank you for that information. I didn't know that. As as Nick Zeno's designated cyberbully, it's the funniest story I've ever heard in my life. And <laughs> if I can find the video, because it was at a San Diego Comic-Con, if I can find the video, I'll send it to you. Because he does a really accurate Wentworth Miller impression as well. I, I love just I love the idea that Nick just doesn't know what's going on. I, I like the idea that if they had got a season eight, he'd have just turned up because he'd forgotten he'd left. That would definitely be him. He'd be like, hey guys. And they're like, mm, aren't you in a total? And he's like, what do you mean? You're like, bro, bro. Also, let's not forget the fact that with the four, the first four pages of those that comic panel being like, maybe it's not answering my phone call. Okay, no matter where, especially if this is set after he goes into the totem, he's literally just not answering the phone call because he now lives inside a totem and forgot to tell his friend. Like... <laughs> Like, Nate, bestie, bestie, maybe you should have said something. <laughs> Just Nate, saying. Nate, Nate doesn't have object permanence. I'm he convinced. doesn't. You're he, right. He, he does he not. something out of his field of vision and it stops existing. You're right. And he looks around he's like, ah. Yeah, like the only time that he remembers is he gets a text from Ray or a phone call. And he's like, my buddy. And the second that phone call ends, he's like, Zari, because Zari's in front of him. Like that—that that is how his brain works. He is—he is himbo, and we love him. I mean, there was that part in the—it's not me, no, it's ground control to Sarah Lance, and he's telling David Bowie, "Yeah, I'll never see Zari again. I'm really sad about it." Hi, Zari. <laughs> Literally, he—I <laughs> just—I spent like a hot minute being really annoyed by his characterization, like. Nick Zano, I've always loved. I think, oh gosh, what was he in? 
that TV show that was like it had Amanda Bynes in it. Does anyone remember this? What? This was the early 2000s. Anyway, he was in it. And so like I knew him from that. But like there was a hot minute where I was like, Nate, you're getting on my nerves. But it is what it is. Um, these like last like couple of seasons, he's just been like absolute adorable himbo. And I really appreciate it. And I also really appreciated his, his friendship with Gary. Like it seemed like just so genuine. I was really worried that it was just going to get like mentioned once and pushed to the wayside. But really like him and Gary and Berod really kind of became like the latest kind of set of time bros. And I just really appreciated that. Like they finally kind of hit a balance and it was really good. You know, it, I just, I really liked it. See, you, you, I just wanted to go back. I was like, where do you know Nick Zano from? I knew him from the final destination. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew you were going to say, I knew someone was going to bring it up. What, where he is basically yeah. just the Nate from lowest common denominator. Yeah. For 45 minutes until his butt gets sucked by a pool. Yeah. Good Gosh. Time. That was so, like, I had, like, watching that cool episode, I had flashbacks. I since. I had flashbacks from watching, um, I was like in a really like, you know, trashy reality television when I was in high school. So I watched like Jersey Shore and Keeping with the Kardashians. And all I could think about during that was literally just Jersey Shore. So. If you haven't it, had a reality TV show phase, you're lying. True. Now it, it depends, that depends on what kind of reality TV you're watching. But if you haven't had a reality show phase, you're lying. Yeah, Mine that, was the that first was season of Big Brother back in the day. Craig, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the masked singer is just it's crack. I'm obsessed with it. So that'd be mine, definitely. Dina 27 in the Big Brother house. <laughs> oh, are you talking about always coming to I'm back. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. How did you know? <laughs> oh, oh, how did you about know? Big Brother. Yeah. Again. Oh, again. I, I will forever say. Even the best part, yes, is um the our breakdown. I'm um, because I'm coming back in, and that was like I wish again another plot line. I wish they would have stuck with, but because we should have saw more of this. And season eight should have had keeping up with this to, to yeah because that would have been excellent. But like that whole scene where Gideon drops her knife and she's like, oh my god, what did I almost do to Gary? Mm. Got me too. Because it was like, I, she hasn't said it, but you can tell she loves him. I know it hasn't been said, but she definitely does because she was like so upset she almost killed him. I think sort of going back to the to Berard's breakdown because you've made me remember it, which is a horrible sorry. thing to do. I, I'm sorry. Um, I, I think I... I've said right from the start that part of the reason that he uses the drug so much was because of with all these issues, everything that had happened to him in his past. And it felt so good to be validated on that front. And knowing that we're never going to get the opportunity to see where that went for him to see, because he will struggle for a little while. Um, and I do want to see where that went for him. And uh, it is devastating to know that I'm not going to get the chance to see that. And I'm not going to get the chance to see him in jail having ridiculous um, withdrawal symptoms. Because legends will be serious about it, but they will also make it completely ridiculous. And just, you know, I don't know, it'll be hallucinating gummy bears or something equally silly. <laughs> and gummy to bears turning into people. Really sad. Honestly, that and I'll go back to the whole Bebo. We'll talk about the ultimate finale ever, and I don't think anything except for maybe season seven finale could beat Bebo beating Malice ever. I mean, that is like I know that they, I know the cast has said this is the one thing we thought. Oh no, we we've really done it now. We're never going to be watched again because of this whole episode but it was just hysterically hysterically f- funny to no end funny the oh, people yeah. loves you yeah that's literally that's been that's great. this show we didn't we didn't really touch on how great this show is for giving us Bebo 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk Bebo. about how much of a wasted opportunity the Bebo. I have the Fran. same Bebo, Fran. Fran. I have that Bebo. It was Bebo. like literally when that That's came so out. She doesn't do it anymore. It was like a few Bebo she made, and I got one. I guess you got one, but it's not made so anymore. Cute. But I will say this time and time again. CW, you fucked up by not merchandising Bebo. Everybody would have fucking bought Bebo one. I want a Bebo. Exactly. So it would have been more popular than Baby Yoda. Well, like Bebo is in other shows. Like that's the thing yeah. where they literally like have referenced yeah. it on other Airwars shows. This is not just something that is self-contained to, you know, legends. Like you we had, had a holiday show. We had our own holiday show, and then you have in Crisis of Infinite Earth that giant Bebo again, you know, and then Ray's taking the selfie and like, you know, Cara and <laughs> I Mary are that like, Bebo is are y'all insane? Like, my, my, like, but the funny like, part is happened before. Bebo literally came, I feel like after what happened with Martin, I feel like it was pretty much a screw you from the Legends writers to yeah. the Flash writers because they're like, you know what? Martin deserves to be celebrated. And I, I, like I appreciate them having him wear his little Hanukkah sweater and getting yeah. his little Bebo for Lily as a Hanukkah gift. And like... It was really a love letter to, and I know we didn't get Victor, but we got Youngstein, and it was just a love letter to Martin. And you could tell that the writers never wanted that to happen. And I yeah, feel cause... because we got that stupid double wedding after the funeral, the Legends writer was like, screw it, we're doing this. And Bebo came out of that because it was probably originally like a Tickle Me Elmo because we all remember yeah. that fad. But that literally felt like the Tickle Me Elmo of the Arrowverse. I, I think, although you're sort of mentioning Martin dying, I think that sort of goes to something else with Legends that I've really appreciated. In that since season one, and well, technically since Martin, um, they've never killed their characters off for good. Like, I think... Except for Bishop. <laughs> Except for yeah, Bishop, but... damn it. But is he really dead? I nothing can prove it because I feel strongly if we'd gotten season eight, they would have turned to look at the cell. We would have they would have turned to look at the cell next to them and it's just Bishop going, Hi guys. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. I raise you Bishop or they get back Vandal Savage to do that. Affirm, what were you gonna say? But I was gonna say two things. Um and one was um in that Nick Zayna story with the puppet him and Phil Clemmer on the table and they said that's something that they always really like about legends that they try and write is um the absurdity of grief like how even though there's this big silly puppet and it's grief therapy and it's so ridiculous because it's acclaimed actor Wentworth Miller holding the most hideous terrifying puppet in the world on his arm and doing oh, impressions of people Victor even though it's, <laughs> even though like it's so absurd grief is really absurd in itself like gr- the I, grieving I, process yeah. is fucking weird and sometimes it's really fucking funny without meaning to be but in such a specific way that when you tell other people you laughed about it only certain other people will find it funny and legends has always yeah, really with the, really yeah with that the, really well with the sombrero too yes I mean, exactly the sombrero is yes. like Really freaking ridiculous. Let's get that. But it really, the hair team, you don't go. Exactly. And then be able to get what she is feeling out is great. Even, even Gary, where they, he actually mentions therapy, him going to therapy because everything messed him up and he now needs a therapy dog or whatever. And he, and Nick, Nate goes, you need a therapist. He goes, here's my note. And he literally hands them a note. And I, that made me so proud because it was like, look, they're, they're not dissing therapy at all. They're like, maybe you should try it kind of thing. And honestly, if we had an episode where all the legends were in therapy, I'd enjoy this episode because I feel like they could all use it at this point. I Um, feel like it would go like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Pretty much. If we had the legends therapy episode, I would want that to be the Lucifer crossover based on the Lucifer finale where Lucifer became a therapist. It would be just 
because it's something that would be for fans of Lucifer. Obviously, it would be funny for us because you could throw a couple of little nods in. But for th- fans of Legends, for people who don't know Lucifer, it's just the idea that the devil is their therapist in general is just so ridiculous. Well, you know they would have had something be wrong with the Mary. Yeah, all united to fight. I just know it would have been like Lucifer staring at Gwyn like, don't I know you? <laughs> you know each other. Oh, definitely hitting on him. Okay, I will say oh, yeah. this has been my favorite joke all season. I know they've done this before, but the fact that they literally like, wait, you look like, and sorry was the only one that's like, why are you going to tell me this guy looks like John? I was going to say, but I kept watching it and kept forgetting that he was actually the same actor. Kind of thing. It's like it was just yeah. sort of oh yeah, that's Gwyn. I mean, it's got a beard and dark hair, and it was like that's obviously not John because I I hate to say this, but I almost forgot about John. I know I'm sorry, but it was like Gwyn was just so. It Gwyn not was a lot like he's the poor opposite of John. You yeah. know what it was. Gwyn was a lot like when Bard came in and he automatically fit. Like he was the piece of the puzzle that fit so well. Or Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have certain characters that just fit so well with the group. And Gwyn was one of them. And I'm so sad we will not get another season of Gwyn because I want to know more about him. I want to know if he ends up with Alan. I want them to be happy kind of thing. I swear if know. Matt Ryan doesn't show up to this con now because of cannibals in Wales, I'm blaming you. Specifically <laughs> blaming you. <laughs> what do you think they'd eat I, I feel like we'd be in trouble if there was zombies showing up at this point, but with everything going on, who knows? Well, in the UK, it would be normal right now. Yeah, but that's aliens political. in Cardiff, we know that. So who knows? <laughs> Hopefully, you'll be able to get to Birmingham, okay? Okay, as a wrap-up... Um, I think we should all thank uh, the writers, the cast, and whatever words you have for for everybody as we wrap up this uh, special edition. It's it takes a massive amount of work from so many parties to make a show take off, and I just know everyone in the Legends crew, everyone who's worked there, past and present, has done so much and we are grateful for you everything you've done and we wish you all the best in the future and hopefully maybe a movie yes maybe i want to say i am so grateful for a cast embracing us as a family i've never seen before where a cast has loved their fans so very much and are so giving of their time and uh space to laugh with us, to cry with us, to, you know, just praise, you know, thank us for everything we do as fans. I've never seen that before. I've been in multiple fandoms and I've never seen it. Uh, I would like to thank like the writers. They've written constantly about outsiders and it's made everybody who's been an outsider feel like they belong. And especially the crew for basically um, kind of putting their you know families in a little bit of jeopardy because they're they were filming during corona and that's very scary kind of thing because they don't know who's going to get what who's going to end up in the hospital whatever is going to go on and they took their time out to make two shows with little to no break two seasons to so i'm very grateful for everything they have done for us I want to thank just not only the amazing cast and their time and dedication they've given to us, but all of the crew, Mm -hmm. everyone who's ever worked on the show. And just as the show as a whole, I feel has a lot, had a lot of ups and downs and I don't feel they've gotten everything right or everything's been perfect throughout the entire show. But I think the show 
evolved. It listened to people. I think it's a show that knew it was never perfect, but gave everything they had to be better and to always strive for better, for a better future or a better world. And that the at the core, the show was always about love. Love about is the different love, kinds is of love is love. That we have for each love. other. I just want to say thank you. I... I've tried so much to figure out other ways to say it and other other things to say. And there's so much to say, but there aren't the words. I can't find the words at the moment. So I literally just want to say thank you to the writers, to the crew, to the cast, to, to the fandom, to everyone that this show has touched in every way, because everyone every single thing that this show has done while like uh, Mary Lib said it's not perfect it's it's shown us that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay not to be perfect and I think that in itself is very special and I think that everyone who has been touched by the show in some way is is better for it and um yeah so I just want to say thanks to Thanks to everyone that I've encountered who, you know, related to this show in any way, whether that be the fans, whether that be the people involved. And, and thanks to you guys as well for, for accepting this, this weirdo outcast on this little wave rider of friendship that we've got going on. So just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just thank you. That's all Before I can really say. Before I start thinking by your side, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for the show for taking me on at the last minute to watch uh, six seasons in in two and a half weeks. And I've just, oh, I wish I got there sooner, but I've loved every single second of it, apart from the ones that I was crying my heart out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay, V sent us chocolate for those ones. (laughs) Thanks, V. I mentioned that before. Anytime. Which episode was it? Anyway. But yeah, it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do without this show. It's been fabulous. Um, So I have only been a part of the fandom, been watching since like season four. But I would love to say a huge thank you to everyone, cast and crew. And even I've even talked to, you know, the writers on Instagram and on Twitter on occasion and you know, as like a writer, like that's always just really like a cool thing. It it very much is unlike other fandoms that I've been in, where it's very involved in like a really fun way, where everyone just like is always wanting the best for everyone for the most part. And, you know, everyone rallying behind like, you know, we have Eric Gow, who was in two episodes and was literally there with us campaigning to renew legends for another season and that just kind of speaks the the family the found family that is such you know a theme at the show's core um and how that's been fostered over you know the past seven seasons and and how how much you know people get how how much the show means to other people like (laughs) When I met Courtney last weekend, I was not anticipating her recognizing me from any of the galaxy contracts. And she was like, oh, it's you. And, you know, she like took my hands like at the table with like such intention and just like listened. And like every single one of the cast members pretty much is like that. And like without fail. And the writers and everyone is just so wonderful and it's just such a beautiful community that the show created and it transcends the fact that it was based on DC comics. It transcends, you know, the fact that it was like the third or fourth or fifth show that had been established in the Arrowverse. It just continues to kind of transcend into just like a big giant found family community and I love that and I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful for all the really close friends that I have made through that that I have met in person and not you know like when Kate crashed my 
housewarming, um, driving four hours. Um, and then we got breakfast and talked about everything. One day, you know, one day, Marissa, we will have a big green bean party. Meetup. Just like, big, big legends. Yeah, we yeah. have to. So have to. I'm just so thankful for that. As someone who's been in fandom spaces since she was 12 years old, I've I've never had anything like this before. Like I don't think even the writers or the cast truly understand how special the show is. I think I think they know we think it's special, but I think they understand the depth because I've never been in a fandom like this. I've never felt such a strong love for a show. I've been watching since the end of season two, and the show has brought me so much joy in times when I thought there'd never be any again. It's brought me so much peace and so much happiness. It's brought me friends I am now so, so close to that I love very much that I probably wouldn't have met otherwise. It's also strengthened other friendships where I've been like, watch Legends Tomorrow with me and we're gonna go and hang out at conventions. And just (laughs) the cast have become kind of like friends as well. Not in a creepy parasocial relationship kind of way. No, I I definitely 100% agree with you though. Yeah, I I sometimes question things, but it's, it's not that, it's not creepy at all it's just they yeah. become your friend like I remember the very first time I did a galaxy con chat with Courtney she recognized me on site even though I've never met her in person and I'd only ever been like tweeting with her and she immediately knew who I was said oh my god it's you and then said proceeded to make me cry by talking at me for a minute and a half about how much she loves my art and about how much she knows how much Nora meant to me and how like how she was thankful that I was in the world and there's just I just can't imagine there's ever going to be another cast like this who not only love their fans and love what they do but love what they do the way Matt Ryan loved Constantine and took his addiction storylines and his less than perfect sides right the way Courtney the way Brandon Nick Maisie, Tala, all of them loved every moment that they played those characters and they took that dedication seriously. So I'm so thankful to them. I'm so thankful for this show and I'm so thankful for every friend I've made along the way. I have no words because I will start crying. It's been a very emotional weekend. Do not make me talk about it. I know. Yeah, it's still fresh. No, No, Grace Grace had more than us for real. Yeah, if it wasn't for... um legends i would never have met any of you guys well apart from v because i knew her already honestly um, but it's all v's fault that um, i know all of you guys so it is sorry before, I love you all, and it's been fantastic I- i'm gonna tell uh, before um meeting the green beans i actually during the whole surgery lost uh three friends they stopped talking to me which happens to me constantly and never know why so um for you guys to be my friends has been so much to me um a certain somebody being my friend has definitely meant so much to me that shall we being no nameless but um yeah it's been it's been a lot because again as i said i've i've really hadn't had many friends so it means a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot i <laughs> will address this hopefully many more episodes down the line our yeah. timeline will end in world war one just the in way Mr. Mind, Parker. <laughs> in my mind, it's just what, what is it? What it's it's just like when Jax gave that speech when he left. That's how I'm feeling right now about this whole. That's I, fire boy, right? Jax was right. That is fire boy. That is fire boy. Fire boy. I'm just and say, I, I feel fire like yeah. What like what <laughs> the one quote? And I, again, I hate doing this, but the one last thing I will say is fireside has truly been the one like one last song that is such a fan fan letter and thank you for giving that to us because even though it's made me sad over the last couple days um it's a song we all needed i know the show ended the way it did like a monty python sketch which is (laughs) honestly a little bit fitting for our show and who we are but in my mind, it kind of ends like the last episode of Futurama, where it's like, hey, we would you want to do it again? Yeah. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, we hope that 
this show, the special show gives you a little comfort. As I said, um, if you want to talk to us, we're always here. Uh, you can reach us at legends of next week at gmail.com. Um, you could even we reach us on Twitter on uh, week legends. Somebody is always manning Twitter. If you just need to DM us or anything, we're here. Absolutely. And we're on Instagram. Yes, we are on Instagram, <laughs> which is also legends of next week. <laughs> we forgot. Oh. We're good. <laughs> With that being said, we'll see you another week. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Thank you for our guests for appearing. Yes.